Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk podcast. The goal of Res Talk is to communicate late breaking news and thoughtful insights about the broad array of topics in the rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings to all the stakeholders in the ResNet ecosystem. The ResNet ecosystem continues to grow and morph as demand increases and external factors change. What new opportunities exist for those already in or considering entering the world of home energy ratings? Are there career specializations available? In today's podcast, Josh Anderson from TopBuild and Scott Doyle from ResNet help us to understand the purpose, scope, and functions of the ResNet HERS modeler designation. Now, in 2020, the ResNet Board of Directors voted for the creation of a new ResNet HERS Rater modeling designation with a goal of increasing the consistency in the input in HERS ratings through the training and certification of persons who conduct the modeling and analysis using accredited HERS software tools. Upon certification, HERS modeler candidates are issued a unique ResNet modeler ID, which can be used for single or multiple HERS software tools. In many ways, this certification is like the current rating field inspector or RFI certification for field inspection and testing, including being candidates being posted on the ResNet registry. Josh discusses how this is a natural evolution of the industry, especially as businesses scale. He also notes this helps to create an alternate career path within the ResNet ecosystem as it embodies a different skill set in an alternate work environment, office versus field, for a more diverse workforce. Scott gives us an overview of the formal training that's required and notes that continuing education will still be required to maintain the certification. The continuing education will be offered by the accredited HERS rating software program developers. Scott also notes that certified ResNet HERS raters have been taking inputs and planned reviews as part of the ResNet HERS rater training will automatically receive the new certification without any additional fees, yet would still have to meet the continuing education requirements. Now you can get more info on this topic as well as an infographic available at a link in the show notes. So let's listen in as Josh and Scott talk to us about the HERS modeler designation. How are you doing today, guys? Good, thank you. Good, thanks, Bill. Good, good. We'll start off with Scott. Just give a quick introduction, reorient people to who you are and what you do for ResNet. Sure, thank you. I'm Scott Doyle. I'm the Technical Director of Quality Assurance and Training for ResNet. I think I've been with ResNet since 2017. Seems like it was July, so I'm probably coming up on the on another year here, five years or something like that. And it's been quite a ride. But here we are, another exciting podcast episode. And here we go. And this is scheduled to be an earmark episode. We'll see if that comes out with the round number that we think it will. And Josh, introduce yourself and give us your background, please. Yeah, I'm Josh Anderson. I'm the quality assurance designee for Top Build Home Services. And I've been with them for a little over 11 years now. And that has been my entire time in this industry. Wow. Give us a little bit of background for those that aren't familiar with Top Build. What is the nature of the business and the coverage area that you span? Yeah, Top Build is a national home energy rating provider. We have raters in markets all across the country, and we cover things like HERS ratings, Energy Star, code compliance testing. Basically, anything that falls under the home energy umbrella, we tend to touch it. 
Very good. And what's the nature of your work with Top Build? I'm the primary QAD, so I'm responsible for making sure that we're following the quality assurance standards and also for making sure that our people in the field and in the office are getting the quality assurance and training that they need. Very good. So today's topic, and I have a little infographic to help me, (laughs) is about HERS modelers. And in the background before this call, Scott and Josh explained to me how this came up. Scott, why don't you give us a little bit of background on where the need for modelers came into the picture? In my memory, this started as a discussion amongst ResNet's board of directors at a time when the board was looking at policies that would increase consistency amongst ratings. It was one of the criticisms that we wanted to make sure we addressed, which was we want to be able to have the marketplace get widely varying results depending on which company they hire to do their ratings. And so there were multiple board policies that came out aimed at consistency. One of the last ones to come out, most recent ones, was aimed at consistency in the results that would go into software modeling. So a lot of effort previously had been spent on consistency in terms of the results produced by the accredited rating software tools, and that's still ongoing. But you can't guarantee any consistency with those software tools if you don't tackle the fact that there's humans introducing a human element into the data input. And so the board created a policy around new certification, certifying individuals to do specifically software modeling as one of the phases of doing an energy rating. And a key one is entering all of the components of the home into a software tool to produce the HERS index score. Very good. And this is not without precedent. Uh, Going back, people may not recall, but the designation of RFI and that certification is in the similar vein of this one. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a really good comparison to make, Bill, because the rating field inspector is the first step towards specialization. In my view, that's a natural thing for businesses to look at specialization across their processes, especially when businesses scale up. And really for industries as well, you can look at other industries that have specialized over the years, even home building. There was a time much earlier in United States history when you hired a builder, it might be a small family or something, but they're going to install your flooring. They're going to be installing your plumbing. They're going to be putting your roof on. The same people would be at your job site for the entire build. And that's hard to fathom now because we're so used to the specialization that we have in the construction industry. You have a hundred different individuals that are going to show up to a job site over the course of one build. And I think our industry is just a natural evolution of that process. The first step was rating field inspectors. And that specialization was one part of the rater's job is to do the physical site inspections, visual inspections, and the physical testing and data collection that happens on the job site. Similarly, the HERS modeler is a specialization from another part of the total Raider skill set, which is on the modeling side. Got it. Josh, at Top Build, how are modelers used, HERS modelers used? Give us a little background. Basically, exactly like Scott described. So we have our Raider of Record, who's basically responsible for the entire process. But we've broken it out into those two specializations that Scott talks about. And the HERS modelers 
are basically our team that's in the office doing the plan analysis. They're doing those projected ratings from the blueprints and from the specifications that the builder provides. And then our field teams go out and do the field portion of the rating process. And the HERS modelers on the back end will take those results and turn that projected rating into a confirmed rating. And they finish the process for us. And the use of HERS modeler certification, when did that come into play, Scott? That's new, actually. This They were allowed, I think it was a voluntary compliance, about a year ago, July 1, 2021. And we didn't even have in place yet um, quality assurance amendment to describe for providers exactly how does our quality assurance program apply to this new certification. So once the new certification was created and described in Chapter 2, that was the first amendment that made it a real thing, a real certification and they were responding to the board's policy. So really, it was initiated by board policy. The next step is that the Standard Development Committee had to take on this new work item, develop a consensus standard amendment to Chapter 2 of the MINHERS, which describes certifications and the steps towards testing and training and certifying a new individual, as well as recertification Then that prompted some changes to Chapter 9 by a different Standard Development Committee, SDC 900 handles the quality assurance standards for the MINHERS, the Mortgage Industry National Home Energy Rating System standards. And so their change is in place right now. So we can see the language. It becomes mandatory on July 1 of 2022. So coming right up here, is this the only path or are other ways allowed? Can a rater still manage the whole process? Definitely. I'm glad you asked that question. Raiders can still handle the entire process. So Raider training covers all of the field testing. It covers all the building science background. The testing that Raiders go through is more difficult, more rigorous, and their training requirements and their ultimately their certification process would cover everything soup to nuts from site inspections to the software modeling. So Raiders are still able to do the entire process. And some businesses may choose to just keep it that way. There's no reason why anyone would have to use rating field inspectors for the field portion and HERS modelers for the modeling portion. But if you're scaled up and you're looking for some specialization within your organization, we're seeing that I think more and more providers are choosing to use HERS modelers for that specialist work on basically the back office portion of the services that Raiders provide. Got it. Josh, is this creates sort of like a career path, would you say? Is that a perspective you might have there at Top Build? I think it absolutely does. When I broke into the industry a little over 11 years ago, I actually started out in our plan review department and I started as a plan analyst and from there was able to move on to getting my Raider certification and transition into the field. And then from there become a certified QAD and move into a QA role. So I think it absolutely provides a career path and it makes it a little easier for people to break in. Having the ability to start as a HERS modeler versus having to start as a full-fledged raider, there's a difference in the knowledge base that's required there. And I think being able to start out as a HERS modeler and kind of learn the business from that side before you progress further is probably a big benefit for a lot of people. And the HERS raiders, they're qualified to mentor and oversee modelers. Is that correct, Scott? Yes, definitely. They're the primary mentors to oversee HERS modelers, just the same model that we have for rating field inspectors. You don't have to go to a job site 
with the rating field inspector every single time. In the beginning, that would be the case because you're mentoring and training up a new individual. But over time, the whole point would be that they become independent and are capable of working on a job site alone, and the rater doesn't necessarily have to be standing over their shoulder. But the rater is accountable for their work. So there would be ongoing mentoring, there would be ongoing check-ins, and certainly the rater has a stake in understanding what information has been gathered by that reading field inspector and put into the software model by a HERS modeler that they oversee. So how does one get this certification? What training materials are there? What training process and et cetera? Sometimes you'll see that ResNet develops our own training, but that's definitely not our preference. Our preference is to let there be a free marketplace and have the market decide, basically have competitors figure out how to best train people. And we really only use, develop our own training if there's some compelling reason why maybe we need to get it out fast, or maybe it needs to be something that's free to the industry to remove barriers. But in this case, we're using a market-based approach. So we've developed standard language that includes the basic curricula or the topics that need to be covered in training. And the standard has outlined what that training must include at a minimum, which includes three practice or mentored models, model ratings that the individual or candidate would have to complete as part of their training. There's definitely a fair amount of basic building science and industry terminology that's also baked into that those trainings, but they're being developed by individual training providers. So ResNet didn't hand the training providers a completed, here's the training materials, teach this. It's been more like, here are the topics that your training must cover. And then each of our accredited training providers that's decided to take this up has chosen their own path. So that allows the marketplace to figure out what people want. Do they want online training? Do they want it to be on demand? Do they really want side-by-side training with somebody there and a paper plan that they can touch? And I think it's given people maybe some choice in the marketplace as well. But it also means there's some competition, there's some price competition. And if you're integrated in the way that Josh's company is, you also are your own training provider. You can develop that internally, tailor it to the way you do business, and then train your people internally with it. Very good. Are there any particular resources you can point to for people that want to enter into this regime? We definitely have some information on our website. We're developing an infographic The one that I've shared with you here is still in draft form, but that'll be posted on our website shortly once it gets approved. The infographic just does a nice job of, like all of our infographics, just simplifying what are the steps to certification. You can find that in writing in Chapter 2 of our MINHER standards, where we describe the minimum certification requirements. And I probably should have elaborated on that a little bit with your earlier question. Besides, training is mandatory. You have to take the training as a candidate. You have to take the training from an accredited training provider, resident accredited training provider. That training has to meet the basic requirements that we've established. So it's going to contain all of the basic building science. It's going to include the opportunity to work with three practice models at minimum. The next step after that, there is a practical evaluation. So We basically curated a set of plans and specifications that each training provider has to use, the same one that we've given out. That is their evaluation. So essentially, they take the set of plans and specifications. They have to build a rating in their rating software. 
and then it gets evaluated by the instructor. And then the final step is once a provider wants to certify an individual that has essentially graduated from that training, the provider will do additional mentored ratings with them. So in the same way that raters have probationary ratings that are overseen by the provider and the person designated by the provider, it's typically the quality assurance designee or an experienced rater. And in this case, the same applies. It might be the quality assurance designee. It might be really experienced raters in that organization that oversee and mentor the additional practice ratings that the candidate has to complete in order to finally earn certification. And the minimum there is two more practice ratings. So in total, they're going to do three models with their instructor, one as their practical evaluation, and then two more as mentored ratings with their provider. So in total, they're going to complete at least five separate rating models with different sets of plans and specifications. And we've intentionally given a lot of variety across that. So you might be asked to model air source heat pump. You might be asked to model a gas furnace. You might have a home in Florida that's on a slab. You might be asked to model a straw bale home in Minnesota or something. So we've tried to get a pretty good cross-section of the variety of specifications and things. You have to know something about those materials and how to describe them in the software model in order to really have any credibility with this certification. Sure. Sounds like it's the typical thorough process. Josh, can you add any color to that, your role in doo training at Top Build? Yeah, so I actually do a lot of training. I am a certified instructor, and I do handle that. And on the back end of that process, like Scott said, after they pass that exam, I'm the one that's working with them to do those additional ratings that they have to complete before they can earn that certification. And I'm providing them the feedback and the coaching as they go through that if necessary. And yeah, I think it's a solid process that really gives them a good foundation before they just get started on doing these plan evaluations. How many sessions or go-arounds have you had? How many modelers are working for? We have a team right now of six HERS modelers. And we have a couple of certified raters who have also chosen to specialize in just the plan analysis role instead of being active out in the field. But yeah, we have a good team and they've all gone through the certification process and I've worked with each of them on their provisional ratings on the back end. And yeah, it's a good group of analysts there. About how long does something like that take for someone to complete those steps? It's not incredibly long. The training is usually something that they complete over the course of about a week or so, and then they're able to study and practice before they take their exam. And then after the exam, they work with me to work on those provisional ratings, and that's usually just another couple of days, usually, typically. So beginning to end, it's really just a couple of weeks before they're really ready to be applying for the certification. Very good. And there is a landing page for HERS Modeler Resources, which I'll include in the show notes for anyone wanting to dig into those mentored rating models and a practical test checklist, which Scott had referred to, so that they can see how potentially how they could build their own training program and evaluation for it. So Scott, this is an evolution in scaling up businesses that are forthcoming, or is this incorporated enough at this point? I think there's an opportunity for the industry to respond to different needs. One thing I'd like to point out that these days, businesses that were able to adapt to the changing dynamic that we've had with the pandemic over the last couple of years, and perhaps folks not being able to show up to a workplace and share the same space, 
this is something that, in particular, let's say that you had a health problem that made you at a higher risk category and you didn't want to show up to the office and have to be in that environment, there would be now a specialist kind of path for you to take where it might be more conducive to working from home or working remotely. And a lot of people have they've had to move back to where their parents live or something to take care of other people, just dealing with what the last two years have thrown at us. And I do think there's an opportunity with something like this for remote work for people to even develop an entire business that is a business that is serving other businesses with this type of remote work. So I don't know what those models might look like. My job is mainly to just make sure that whatever evolves, that we try to apply the existing standards and the intent behind our standards so that ultimately we're meeting our intent, which is that there is a reader of record. They're able to see across all the work of these individuals they can sign off on and have the opportunity to review anything they want to, make changes to it if necessary, that we're not bypassing the higher certification that we've already established, which is the reader certification. Got it. Josh, do you have remote workers working on plans that come from around the country or do they pretty much regionalize? Oh, I would say we have probably half of our plan review staff is probably remote workers. Our corporate office is in Daytona Beach and probably half that plan review staff works out of their homes remotely, just got scattered around the country. I'm not in Daytona Beach. <laughs> we probably have roughly half of our plan review staff is remote. So it's a lot of teleconferences and Zoom meetings. One thing I would add to that, Bill, what I think I've seen is that sometimes operations that are scaled up like that will centralize on this aspect of their business. So you might have a team of HERS modelers that works at corporate, but if you're an organization that starts, let's say you start serving clients in a new state and you've got to hire people that serve that state, it might be easier to find one or two field people, but there you have the luxury of being able to still leverage your existing modeler team that is back home in corporate. So it, for businesses that are serving a really large geographic footprint or expanding, I think you're going to probably see that the HERS modeler is utilized as a part of the operation that can be part of corporate headquarters. Josh, have you seen any impact on the business, the business flow, the ability to get the job done? Has it helped? Has it changed things? I think it's definitely helped. It's provided a really good foundational base of knowledge for a lot of these people that are touching these plans. And it's, I think Scott would agree, it's really about improving the consistency and the accuracy of the HERS rating process. And having this certification is definitely a step in that direction. And I've noticed a significant improvement in the quality of the files that I'm doing QA on. Oh, very good. And I'd say this is absolutely a step in the right direction. Great. And so just to recap, it's something new, but it doesn't override the existing Raider governed process. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so we're allowing a specialization for one part of what raiders are already trained to do, and many raiders will still continue to do. But if they see some business advantage to this in specializing for the modeling side of their operation, the certification is there. Do you ever see any organizations that subcontract the modeler aspect? Or is there a modeler company out there? Yeah, I was kind of alluding to that. I think that it's going to challenge us, as I said, to make sure that we think through how do our standards apply to that type of business model. Our standards aren't prohibiting it, I can tell you that. So there certainly is the opportunity for businesses to specialize in this and then 
offer that service to other companies. ResNet doesn't involve itself in the pay structure or employment status of anybody. So to get a rating done, you might be a 501c3 contractor, or you might work directly for the company that has a contract with the builder as an employee, or you might work directly for your provider. None of those employment relationships concern ResNet, and we don't have, we try not to write standards that prevent business innovation. So I do think that there is opportunity for a business to specialize in this. It's just going to have to be in a way that our concern would be that things get satellited and one doesn't understand what the other one's doing or there's not good communication or a clear hierarchy of who has oversight over what. But I do think there's the opportunity for it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like in my world, there are certainly contractors that do HVAC work that do load calculations. And then there are companies that just do load calculations. Absolutely. Not exactly the same, but it's sort of a similar aspect. Yeah, I think that's actually probably the closest comparison you could make because as an organization that is really good at the install part of the HVAC system, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's in your wheelhouse to do load calculations, especially as the expectation has gone up and up. It's not just the manual J anymore. They're expecting manual D and manual S. And that could get outside the comfort zone for some organizations. And they'd probably just rather the people who are really good and specialize in that, that they could partner with and trust, help them with. And I could see something like that evolving with HERS modeler as, as possible. Very good. Thank you for covering this topic with us and sharing it with the listeners. Are there any closing thoughts that you'd like to share? I would just say this is the natural evolution of any industry to offer specialization. But if you're a smaller operation, as I was when I first broke into this industry, I wore all the hats. And there are many of our listeners out there, I think, that are in that position. And I want to make sure we acknowledge that that is a viable and noble way of doing things. There's nothing that says you have to act like the scaled up big operations per se. So this isn't necessarily for everybody, but I do think for certain people breaking into our industry, this is going to be a good thing. It's a good first step to get into the door. And the skill set is definitely quite a bit different than the skill set we might expect for the other entry level path to the industry and rating field inspectors. So I just see this as a positive, but I recognize it's not going to be for everyone's business model. Sure. Josh, any thoughts on that in closing? I can just echo what Scott said, and I think it provides a really great entry point into the business for people with a certain skill set. And it just gives them the opportunity to get in, learn this specific area of the business and decide if this is where they want to be or if they want to expand into the RFI HERS Raider paths as well. I think it's a great first step. Very good. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for covering this topic on the HERS Modeler certification today. It's an important thing. It's part of the evolution and talking about scaled businesses and just business processes and the maturity of things in home energy rating systems. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Bill. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ResTalk podcast. After listening, if you like what you heard today and you've not yet subscribed to the podcast, please consider doing so by typing ResTalk into the search bar of your favorite podcast app or looking for ResTalk at the ResNet website, resnet.us. You can also go there to learn more about all the topics we talk about. Quote for today is by Henry Samueli. Passion is what gives meaning to our lives. 
It's what allows us to achieve success beyond our wildest imagination. Try to find a career path you have a passion for. If you're interested in feeding back to Resnet on what you heard here today or would like to hear a new topic covered or just have a general question, please send an email to info at resnet, R-E-S-N-E-T U-S. As always, thank you for listening to ResTalk, and we hope to have you back again listening to future episodes at ResTalk. Take care. Thanks for listening to the ResTalk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn and is a production of ResNet, the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk. Talk.